Mikey. Yes, 2020, and we're back in this shit, y'all. Season two. Yes. <sighs> I'm so, I feel so nice to like be back on the airwaves. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to start this year off. I'm ready to talk. There's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready to let this shit all out yet again. So, right, it's like legit <sighs> therapy. Yeah, a lot has happened. A lot has happened, but really, we just want to address 2020. Because the end of 2019, like the beginning and middle of 2019, was a fucking mess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, fuck it. Jesus Christ. I'm Alicia, by the way, for (laughs) those of you who do not just know my voice. And I'm Ivana. You should know my voice. Because I'll come to you every night now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, mama, let me whisper in your ear. Stop. All right, I think let's start with the tweet of the week. Yeah. Out of pocket. Um, and I wish I had it pulled up so I can. Oh, have I have it. It. You I have it pulled up. Okay, go ahead. Here we go. <clears throat> Some ignorant nigga tweeted: Ari Lennox and Tiana's Taylor ability to have a dangerously high sex appeal while simultaneously looking like Rottweilers will always amaze me. Yeah. Um. Ignorant. Yeah. This is this was ignorant and. It, I can't even like get mad because okay I get it I get why Ari Lennox was like totally pressed about it it's fucked up it was a fucked up tweet I understand her completely but I mean me personally I've always called Tiana Taylor ugly you know what I'm saying and it's not even like oh it's I'm calling all black women ugly I think black women are ugly no like I I can say that people can have their preferences. You can call yeah. whoever you want ugly. Sure. It's just the fact that he juxtaposed these two women together and just called them Rottweilers that I think got people so hot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, when will we stop comparing black women to animals? I think that's yeah. where people were like over it. Exactly. I, I do have to catch myself though because I distinctly remember a retweet <laughs> where God, they compared like three guys and they were fine. These were good headshots. They were looking good. Um, compared them to pit bulls. And do they have a similar head shape? <laughs> I cannot lie. I can't. I can't. Yeah. That little hexagonal square chin and high cheekbone shit, but it's attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference. And, and that's but not, it's still wrong. <laughs> it's not to say that these bitches don't look like Rottweilers. It's just that we can't have our own people... Out here saying this kind of stuff when we're still being attacked from all ends. So it's just like, keep the comments to yourself. It's fine. Yeah. Just don't put it on Twitter. Don't do it publicly. Like, she saw the tweet. She was really offended. So it's just like, at the end of the day, we just got to chill. But, I, I mean, I ain't saying that the nigga was off base. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, he's not off, he's base. Not off and base. And she was just like, her retweet to it, she quoted it by saying, um, people really hate blackness. And I was just like, I don't think we can say that anymore. I mean, I get yeah. what she's talking about. Like, I get what she's saying, but that was just so broad. I'm like, I don't think people hate blackness. People I, try and innuate our beauty mm-hmm. constantly. And then, yeah. I think, honestly, we're just a bit defensive. Yeah. And I, I think we've got to start letting go of it. Like, we have to embrace it ourselves. And I think, oh, God, so I listened to the Joe Budden podcast, which I love so much, and I hate that I love so much. But, um, yeah, and they're just like, honestly, it seems like she's a little insecure. And I wouldn't want to put that on Ari. Like, I don't think, you know, yeah. I think that's easy for men, a bunch of fucking New York niggas to say that a woman's insecure is, like, the easiest, like, jump. Mm-hmm. But 
her dressing it the way she did, and I get it, she's like seven months into being famous, so I'm sure a lot of things are going to get to you. Who? Ari. No, she's not. She, she's been famous for but a I'm while. Like, no. Widespread fame. <sighs> and I would say, I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call her sensitive because at the end of the day, how many artists are popular look like Ari Lennox? You know what I'm saying? Like, she's a chocolate sister, wide nose, 4C hair. She's like out here, and that's why I'm like, I love her. Like, I will, I will like fight for this woman to the end of dawn because it's like there's not so many people out here that look like me. And it's like, I find this one, it's like, yeah, she gets a lot of shit constantly. And it's because she looks like. Ooh, you saying, do not look like her. I just have to stop you. No, I don't. You, I was about to say, I was like, not I to the point of like. That y'all favor no, but like, where. said that, I was like. To the point of like being a dark skinned, foresty black woman. Yeah, yeah. With regular black. With. With the black features that are constantly hated on, that's what I would say she looks like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's yeah. not out here with, like, implants. She's not out here really rocking weaves 24-7. Like, she's, like, I would say authentically herself. Yeah. And she's very black in that. So, that's what I would say I look like her. Now, I don't look like her in the face. I'm, I'm not, the you face, know what I'm like, saying? No. It's just, like, again, <laughs> people see, like, um, similar skin tones and similar hair types and just think that we look alike. But exactly. it's not the case. But I, I, she's putting on for us. And I... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get her perspective fully because I'm sure she gets a lot of shit that we don't really see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she's tired. Yeah, she's tired. Like, who wouldn't be? Like, it's 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 that. I think we should just, no one likes to empathize when it comes to black women and the struggles we go through. And I just, like, let her air that shit out however she yeah. wants to. People have breakdowns all the fucking time. So it's True. like, if she wants to go out and be emotional however she may feel, it's like, cool. But, Yeah. I, um, I'm just a fan of, like, honestly, we just got to stop explaining ourselves so much. Like, say less. Yeah. A little bit, which is fine. Like, that, that's why I'm saying, like, she's a little newer to this. Yeah. Like, she's definitely not media trained or anything like that, uh, which is great. I want her to be as authentic as possible. And, like, I get it. Like, these things that people say online are going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're going to address it, address it once. Either address it in the retweet, address it in the live, but giving it too much attention... It gives them power. You're giving it a lot of power. Yeah, for sure. A lot of power. And that's where it's like, you gotta like, you gotta realize that you, you're the one who's holding all the chips. You're the one that's making this famous. Mm -hmm. Like, look at Tiana. Did she say shit? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And Gianna's been true. talked about. Yeah, we've people been calling Tiana Taylor ugly for a while now. Exactly. So, I mean, and like, that's where it's like, you know, you can only, something was only going to live on if you keep giving it breath. True. So, I mean, I fuck with her. I mean, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, come for me, I'm going to come for you. But I think as, like, these rising stars do get a little more famous, it's like you have to realize that you've just got to do your fucking thing mm-hmm. and not give everybody so much attention yeah people are always gonna have something to say it's mm-hmm. it's a matter of like what you're giving energy to and i think she just had enough with that you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. like and then she's never not been the one to go on her instagram live and just be crazy and talk shit like you know what i'm saying like she's really active when it comes to like people coming at her and her going off so this isn't this isn't out of character yeah. for her this is some shit that she normally does it's just something that went trending um more or less do your thing Ari Lennox. do your thing but also protect your people like, yeah. you know what I mean? Protect your own peace. Oh, God. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, let's talk about World War Three, just real quick. Just real quick, because it's on the cusp. <laughs> oh, We've all bullshit. seen the tweets. We've all seen everything really around it. Um, I've seen more tweets than facts. 
And that kind of scares me. I'm like, I wish I was a little bit more informed about what's actually going on as opposed to all these jokes, considering how serious the situation is. Yeah. Um, But that usually comes later. We always, like, when something big like this happens, I think Black Twitter, the first thing we do is, of course, make a joke out of it. And then the facts come in later. But I think, um, I think we should chill a bit. Oh, we have to. We We, have to. We need to chill a bit. We need to actually, come on, like, keep our ear to the news and keep our ear on the streets instead of yeah. making jokes let's make some actual like make sense of something shit. something yeah. you know it, honestly like i'm not for the the tweeting shit like i get it black twitter twitter we like to be humorous and funny and like lead the wave of ignorance a little bit sometimes which i'm usually for but when it comes to war and things like that like i'm, I'm just like i'm not about it because i think things will bite you in your ass and i think as americans like this is more of an american issue than i think a black twitter issue mm-hmm. we're very cavalier about the fact that we think a war is not going to happen on our soil and like once when they're ready to bring it it's going to be brought and you're not going to know what the fuck to say and it's really entitled of us to to tweet the way that we've been tweeting and talking the way that we've been talking because it's like civilians have been dying Mm -hmm. in these other countries it hasn't stopped we don't give a fuck yeah these drone strikes aren't a joke and like yeah this one that sparked everything it was basically the Iranian equivalent of our vice president being shot up and uh, They have put out a statement saying that they are you know, they want to persecute our leaders not so, and they named them They named Donald Trump. They named these other things that are irrelevant to me um, And not the American people But you do realize if our government does keep pushing this envelope They only have one choice to retaliate yeah. and I think uh, we just got to be a little more cognizant about what we put out there because we're very privileged for our bloodiest war to be a war that we've, you know, had between each other, the Union and the Confederacy, and all that. So I just, I just really, I'm not for it. I'm really not for it. Because if, if you know anything about anything, like, the people getting killed in Palestine, the people getting killed in China, like, it's not a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's truly yeah. not. And we're lucky that we're on this side of the earth and we manifest destinies, you know, coast to coast. So it's, it's hard for people to get to us. But... It's going to happen one day, and you're not going to know what to do. Yeah. You're not. And it's just, just shouldn't play around with that shit. Yeah, it's a serious situation. Like I said, people's lives are on the line. If you care about anything, just like, y'all, our money. That's like, that's what it is. Like, our money is so fucking on the line right now. It's just like, okay, we need to pay attention. Just be smart, be cautious, and just like, whew. I would say stack your bread up. That's the advice mm-hmm. I can give you. Just, like, stack it up. Now is the time before we, like, really enter into this depression that we will enter in. Oh, yeah, um, make sure your finances are in order because For sure. it's coming. Uh, speaking of what's coming, I didn't see the Drake interview. I know Drake is always on some fucking shit. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't, I think, who interviewed him? Like, who was Rap the interviewer? Radar. Okay. Don't know their name specifically. But I watched most of the interview. It was two hours and 20 minutes. Shut it up. was Oh, yeah, two hours and 20 minutes. It first came out on Drake's YouTube channel. Um, it was edited by Drake's people, and then it was eventually put on title as well. So mm. as far as the factuality and the, the, the cutting and pasting of this, I'm a little sketched out, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he had a lot of control over this interview. Um, some of the points that he did um, talk about were cultural appropriation, 
Um, and I thought it was very comical. He had this answer locked and loaded. He was ready for it. It was so scripted. It was so thought out. And I was just like, okay, I mean, if you're going to do this, do better. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not an idiot and none of your viewers are either. Like, it was almost insulting. But it's clearly a touchy subject for him. Um, he basically said that I've contributed to these cultures. I've brought people up. And uh, oh, so he, he excused his cultural appropriation by saying that it wasn't appropriation because he put people on. And I was just like, okay, okay well, you could have been more specific about how he contributed to the culture besides just basically saying that he put people on. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't I, really expand on it. I think it's arrogant as fuck to even say... I contributed to these cultures so I can then take advantage of the cultures. That's damn near what he's saying. Like, Drake, who says you contributed to shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can say you put whoever on or whatever, but... Why wouldn't they say that, though? Yeah, that's for them to say, not you. Exactly. That's the thing. That really bothered me. I think the thing that bothered me the most about this interview, the whole air, and the whole reason, like, I don't like Drake. I'm a number one Drake hater like i'll listen to his music but i don't give a fuck about this man this man is annoying as hell yeah the exact reason and it's like drake i hope you one day hear this because you need it and i think you already know he is so defensive towards Mm. his own success that it's fucking sickening it's hard to listen to because it's like i've never met somebody and i haven't met him but through this interview i felt like we did Mm. and it just solidified a lot i was like okay so you know you have all this success you know that you're privileged and you know that you're an anomaly but yet you are so fucking defensive about it. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He hates that people come for him. He always has a little answer. And I'm just like, this is why people don't like you. Because you can't just relish in it. True. You can't just be successful and drink. You always have to just, mm, well, but, and, and then coming for me for this. And it's like, okay, this is the line that got me. People don't see me as the black man entertainer of the year. Is that what you need to <laughs> He needs so much validation. Validation and recognition. Validation and recognition. And Drake, he has, again, a God complex. He's always had this kind of complex where he thinks he's higher than thou. Mm -hmm. Um, And he expects us to act accordingly. And that's really it. Like, when we don't sit here and praise him like he thinks he deserves to be praised, he feels attacked. He does. He feels so attacked. He always assumes someone's discrediting him. When it's like, number one, we cannot. There is no one here that can discredit your success. Yeah, this is number wise, fuck. Yeah. influence wise, no one can. You've done it, Drake. Yeah. We just need you to shut the fuck yeah. up about it. Literally. That's it. That was a whole part of the thing that was just like, just humble yourself. Just relax. Mm. Just take your shoulders and just take them down. Boy, just <laughs> chill, nigga. That's it. Just be happy. That's all I want for Drake. That's the only reason I don't like that man yeah. because he just can't be happy with what he's created for himself. You should Truly. be proud. You should be so proud of yourself, but you choose to take the defense. And I'm yeah. sick of it. I'm really fucking sick of it. And it's like, this whole interview was just a clean up for the Pusha T shit. And it's like, at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck. Like, truly, it was the most irrelevant little rap battle in the world. But mm-hmm. I, I, ooh, he just has to fix that attitude. If he fixes that attitude, um, I think he could go a little further in life just for his own peace of mind. Because, goddamn, just, just don't gain success and then also get a chip on your shoulder like that. Because it's, it's really unbecoming. It's backwards. It's so ass backwards, it's sickening. And the you fact know? that, like, he thinks that we don't see him as a black man is kind of like, 
come on, you're not logic. Yeah, Th- that's not the think. point you need to argue. As much as you say, nigga, we see you as a black guy, we would have cut that shit off a long ass time ago, Drake. Exactly. So. Exactly. And no offense, but like, do you see yourself as the black man entertainer of the year, Mr. Blackface? <laughs> I have questions. The audacity, yeah, it's like. Who's telling you that you aren't black? That's the thing that I'm like, but I see you, look at yourself. What do you mean? No one said that. Like, yeah, like, I don't hold you to exactly. the highest regard. He's like, oh, this is what a black man should be. Fucking Drake. But that's because you act funny. Drake wants to play victim in situations he's created in his head. And he that's like, what it is. Oh, I was about to be really that personal. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say he acts like his mama. A white woman. I'm sorry. He does like a fucking victim. A victim. Relax, it's nigga. the victim mindset. He's such a victim. Like you have to relax. She's like, so, like no, his mom. I don't know anything about his mom. So you know, I'm just saying, I'm generalizing there. But Jesus Christ, <sighs> you gotta let it go. For sure. Letting shit go. Speaking of letting shit go, <laughs> can we let power go? Like, am I the only fucking person who was just like overpowered like a year ago? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I get it. It's a good show, but like, come the fuck on. Y'all really be on this shit, like, more than anything else. On its teeth. Daily. Dog, I'm so over it. If I see one more goddamn tweet about ghosts and who shot who and all this other bullshit, I'm tired of it. But that's just my little rant. Just because, like, I was into power. I was one of those people who was like, yes, it's a good show. But I was also like, damn, they take shit too far and we just fall in it and let it go. Like, we could have a lot of good shit if we just didn't suck into one fucking thing and let let it run so long like damn i'm just over it so fucking long we gotta learn how to let something go four seasons let it go god damn but not this one not us that's different (laughs) season two (laughs) and then okay there's the baby i love the baby i think he is so funny i think he's so refreshing um but yeah he was arrested in miami because Somebody stole thousands from him, so he got pissed. And I think it was like, what, $81,000? I don't even fucking know. No, it was like, okay, so basically he um, did like this promotion, like a, like a club thing. You know how they go to clubs and then the promoters pay them. So basically the promoter promised him a certain amount. At the end of the night, he didn't get that amount. So of course he flipped shit. You know what I'm saying? Pay me what it's owed. Um, so he flipped shit, and apparently I think he like took the money. I don't know what happened. Like he did a bunch of shit, and the promoter basically went back and said he like assaulted him he stole from him and all this other stuff so the baby ended up getting arrested um my big thing with this is and i always feel this way when i see like rappers headline like that they were arrested in their mugshots i i hate normalizing us being put in the system like that like ain't shit cool about being arrested ain't shit easy about being arrested like don't let these little rappers like oh yeah he was arrested he's back like it's not nothing you know what i'm saying like putting us in the system is it's fucked up and i hate how it's like normalized but that's fucked up i just don't think that any light should be shown around like people being arrested like i don't know i just it's crazy to me how often rappers like this get arrested and it's like this may be like his first occurrence i don't really know much about his record but there are some people who just get arrested often and it's like y'all that's not that's not any kind of light or any kind of life um, anyone should be living. Like, there's nothing light about somebody being arrested. And it's kind of fucked up how easy shit like that can happen. So it's just like, don't let the little shit get you caught up. Like, I understand he's about his money and wanted it. But, like, at the end of the day, he needs to be smart and realize, like, certain shit you have to be cautious about. 
because once you're in the system, like you become a slave to the system. So uh, hopefully all is well with that. I think he's out. His bill was like extremely low. It was like $1,500. So hopefully that all gets worked out and he's not fucked with like they did poor Kodak and all these other damn rappers. Honestly. You know what I'm saying? But Because it is like, it's treated very like, regular. Mm-hmm. And expected, mm-hmm. and like there's like a sort of respect that comes along with it. Yeah, it's no. <sighs> and shit cool about being arrested. Yeah, having a clean record is cool. Let's normalize that. Mm. You know, shit, and it's like you have to understand like the amount of people he has behind him, like the amount of people that like rely on him, mm-hmm. and the lawyers that Interscope has. He gonna get off. He gonna be okay. Yeah. We do not have his lawyers. Oh yeah, no, no, no. And he's like, he's a mega star at this point. Like, you have to realize yeah. there's no there, you just it's just not it's just not the way. Gotta yeah. relax on that. Um, Here's someone else. We gotta relax. Adrian Bronner. Adrian fucking Bronner. Thirty year old man. Is he? What is he like? Who? How is he relevant? Boxer. He's a boxer. Oh, so he has like money, money, and mm-hmm. he's coming after a sixteen year old. <laughs> like how fucking rapey? I just like ew. When it comes to like pedophilia let's not like give these niggas slack what do you mean you're coming after a 16 if the girl was 18 i would still be a little bit disgusted a little bit? it's still nasty it's you're nasty 30. i say a little bit just because it's like oh she's legal ha ha legal but um 16 nigga you don't even give a fuck about the law no he doesn't she, young. she would still be in high school technically oh yeah yeah ew yeah no it's disgusting she, he got exposed with a screenshot he said, um, "It's like what you doing, crazy girl." Which I thought was so gross. I was like, "Crazy girl, ew, ew." Don't make turn, yeah. Like that's really how you about to approach this this sixteen year old girl, I guess. Sick in the head, bro. Sick in the head. I saw some tweets like def- not defending it, but some people were like, "She talks to grown men all the time." I think it's fucked up how she's only airing out this one. Okay, Stop no. People, no, no, sorry, no, like, no, 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 no. That doesn't make this situation any less, no matter who she talks to. At any point, all these grown men are in the wrong. Don't put this girl in the wrong. As much as I don't like, what's her name? Daniela, Danielle, bad baby, whatever the fuck she goes by. Her and that whoa, Vicky girl, I get confused. Um, no, they're not at fault. They're actually they're children. Yeah. She's a fucking child. Yeah. So all these bitches in the world are you niggas coming after a 16-year-old? That's, that's a mental illness, and let that be that. Like, yes. That's disgusting. Mental fucking illness. Ugh. Hmm. Well, God, people are so gross. I just really don't get it. Like, what do you want to do with a sixteen-year-old? What are they gonna do for you? I really can't wrap my head around it. Of course, I won't be what do you able want to. Talk to? About? Can you imagine? What do you want from her? You know, it's like sex? Question mark? What? What should we call it? Honestly, like with a sixteen-year-old, it's just. And the other thing is, like, you know the sex wouldn't be good. That means you just, do you have a lust for children? That's it. That's it. It has to be fulfilling some sort of Yeah. Thing. It's not about skill. We don't even need to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken it too far already. But it's just yep. weird. Uh, Australia's burning down. Just it's legit on the coast. Fire. Okay. So I'm going to say something. This may be pretty fucked up. Oh, but here it goes. Um, so Australia is burning, and I saw like so many celebrities tweet about it. I saw so much like Instagram coverage. You're like having like performances. People are really like raising money for Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and great. I'm glad that's happening. I just wish the same energy would be just like kind of worldwide. When shit like this happens, I wish this was like our natural reaction. But can we just say that Australia is like the widest fucking place? That's why it's getting this much coverage. You know what I'm saying? Like Australia's crazy. Australia is like literally where English people back 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 in the day they would ship all of the prisoners there. It was like a, it was like Guantanamo Bay, but a big ass continent. And then they pushed out the Aboriginals, uh, which were black people, and um, then created a Christian haven. All very conservative, very Christian. Super, wow. super. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's still tones of it today, one hundred percent. So that's the background on Australia. So if, if you're wondering why it's getting so much attention, it's because it is. It was once a white Christian haven that was built on the backs of prisoners and Aboriginals. Yeah, it's really fucked. Uh, those are things they don't tell you about Australia. Yeah. They just talk about the kangaroos for a reason. Mm-hmm. But still, sitting my my prayers up. I hope. Oh yeah. Because it's, it's 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 awful. It's it's, it's fucking awful. It was like burning to the extent of like a country like the size of like two belgians yeah and little animals that are having to be rescued that hurts my heart i hate that so whatever can be done i hope it gets done it's like four times the size of the california fires twice the size of the brazilian it's just fucked it's It's scary yeah Yeah, it's it's really scary okay well that's that's a lot of what's going on in the world right now current events right how are you <laughs> how are you doing <laughs> um how am i on this first week uh i would say i'm doing well i can say this has been like i don't know why an emotional roller coaster this week for me i feel like i've been through so much this week than i've been through in like maybe like months it's crazy it's just like so much shit has been happening personally i'm just trying to juggle it all and just trying to like find balance but it's overall been a good week um do you care to elaborate? Do I care to elaborate? Let's see. Uh, not into detail. Maybe I'll get into that a little later as we go through the podcast and just talk about fucking the end of 2019. But like, really, I'm just trying to figure some shit out. That's that's where it is. I feel a bit off balanced um, as far as just where my life is going right now and then just as the person i am i like to have a clear view of just everything of anything and so me not having that clear view i'm trying to honestly grow comfortable with that i need to understand more that life is is what it is things come how they come and just like go with the flow and go with the flow smartly if that makes sense um so that's what i've been trying to do and that's just where i am i don't want to say i'm overwhelmed just yet but the feeling of me not having the full reins on shit does kind of worry me. But I'm just trying to be more accepting and going with the flow. So that's where I'm at. I'm a bit unbalanced, but good. <laughs> How are Sounds you? Like slightly hyperventilating there. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, because when I think about it all. I feel like there's a slight like, lack of control. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, setting in. It's a lot. I feel like so much shit's happened over the past couple of weeks. But your girl is taking it. So mm, That's all you can do. Yeah. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you? How's how's this week been for you? This week, honestly, well, honestly, y'all, I've taken the high out of high tea. I have stopped smoking as of the 16th of December. Um, not for really much of a reason. Honestly, like at first it was just like I didn't feel like it. And then after that, it was kind of just like financially, I kind of put, like, you know, I did the numbers. I was like, dang, you know, like I, I'm kind of pushing myself towards you know, getting a promotion at work, and for that, I will have to take a drug test, and on top of that, 
I don't need to be spending any more money. Like, I need to put myself like, honey, smoking is a rich bitch game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. Like, you're paying $10 a fucking gram. You need to have some money behind you. And it's, yeah. it's just one of those things that's like, okay, like, I do have a little more discretionary spending, which has been great. But at the same time, it isn't always easy. It isn't always easy. So... I don't know. It's been different. I've been noticing a lot more about myself. My dreams have come back, and that is, like, it's, I haven't really slept. If I'm being honest, like, I have not had a good night's sleep, and that's the only thing that I miss. It's, like, I used to love my sleep so much. So fucking much. And now it's, like, I feel like I don't get a lot of peace anymore. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is hard, but my appetite's crazy, so I'm, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I'm, like, I can eat whenever I want, and that's great. I don't have to worry about it, like, growing up or anything like that. Um, but how am I really doing? I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm confronting a lot of new shit. Mm -hmm. If I'm being honest, like weed is a great pacifier. Um, and one of my friends basically told me, he's like, yeah, someone does drugs because they're not coping with other things in their life. And I was just like, fuck, you're so fucking right. And I got a lot of shit that I didn't realize bothered me until number one, I started dreaming about it. Mm -hmm. And then number two, it just started affecting me. And I was just like, like, I had a dream. It sounds so terrible. It sounds so terrible, I don't care. I, one day I was at work and I had um, this lady come in, her son was mentally ill and, not mentally ill, no, excuse me. He was, um, oh god, what the actual word? He just, um, he had some sort of, uh, yeah, mental illness of some sort. And he got violent. He got very violent, very quickly. Yelling at her, screaming at her to the point where he broke something. Like he was, it was banging his head against the wall. Like, she, like, I'm the kind of person, like, I've realized in these past couple weeks, I do not like violence. I don't take it well. It triggers the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it ended with him basically, like, kicking over this pot and it shattering. And, like, that's one of those things, like, shattering glass, it really does, like, bother me. I don't know why. Nothing's ever, you know, happened to me where that happens. But it's, like, it's always kind of, like, bothering me, like, movies or whatever. I just don't really like it. And then I just had to keep a really straight face and, and like, finish the transaction. And I just remember the whole time, like, honestly being afraid that he was going to hit me like hit me or hit her or anything like violence like that like just really really bothers me Mm -hmm. and then christmas day me and my friend we watched a movie and it was i don't know if you've ever seen it it's called american history x and it's like world renowned for you know really talking about race relations basically this guy ends up killing two black guys goes to jail he gets raped in jail and it's very all of it's very graphic like Mm. Curse off this nigga, which I closed my eyes, so I didn't see that part, thank God, because I'd probably be very, very scarred. Mm-hmm. But, like, the rape scene I didn't watch, and it just, it triggered me for a whole day and a half. And I didn't, like, I haven't had anxiety like that since probably like two, three years. And, like, to have it on Christmas Day, like, kind of, like, alone, basically, like, I wasn't with my family. I was just, like, heartbeating, heartbeating. Like, it was, like, it was intense. It was yeah. honestly very intense. And, like... Then, like, I had my boyfriend stay with me that night, and then the next night, like, no one was here, and I, and I got through it. I didn't sleep very well, but, like, I got through it, and the next day, like, I was so proud of myself. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, you've been so afraid of having anxiety like this again, and to, like, get through it like that, like, I was just, I was really proud of myself. So, I was like, okay, you, like, you did it, you didn't have to smoke a bowl, you just, you know, you pushed through. Mm-hmm. But I have realized a lot more about myself, like, what triggers me and what I can and can't, like, you know, expose myself to right now. So, yeah. yeah. But back to it, yeah, I had a dream that I was in a room. I don't even know what the fuck happened, but it was just, like, three um, mentally challenged 
men and they were just going balls to the wall, like screaming in my face and like like banging their heads up against the wall and like I was just I was honestly like, scared for my fucking life. Like it was mm-hmm. just like I woke up like a fucking mess. Like I was just like freaking the fuck out, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was just like okay, like had I not stopped smoking and had that dream, you know, like, I, I never dreamed that I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. I would have never realized how much that like one little event triggered me. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was just like, okay, like, these are the things like of self discovery that you need to know. You know, like of course I'm not afraid of mentally challenged people. Like you know, like I've grown up around mentally challenged people. I've babysat mentally challenged people. Like I that was just one really bad experience. Yeah. And it's just it's just finding the things out about yourself that. It's been really eye-opening, and uh, we'll see how long it lasts, honestly. I don't know if I'm about to light the fuck up, but it's been, it's been interesting mm-hmm. getting to know my anxiety and triggers all over again and trying to deal with them in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, I wish I could just <laughs> not sometimes, like, truly. Yeah, and everyone's different. Like, personally... I don't know. I have so much self-realization when I smoke. And I feel like I cut back a lot. Like, over the last three weeks, I really, I haven't bought weed. Like, I get it from my boyfriend. But, like, I still, I smoke. I don't smoke as often. But I had, like, the hugest discovery. Like, on my way to Houston, it was just, like, me and my boyfriend driving down. We didn't have any music playing. We're just talking and talking. And I was just like, damn. And usually when it comes to talking about myself, that just genuinely makes me uncomfortable. But I was just like in the mood to just kind of talk. And I was just kind of like going through some stuff and just kind of working it all out. And I don't know, I had a lot of just, I don't want to say ideas, but a lot of things came full circle to me. You know what I'm saying? And I've been going off of that and just trying to like stay on that hype of just like, okay, it's like, like you were saying, just like focusing on yourself realizing like what works for you what triggers you and all that stuff and that's kind of what i've been on like the past few weeks it's just like let me let me see who alicia fucking really is and that's what it's been and it's it's a journey because your girl is kind of crazy and it's like i feel like the crazy part of me i've really like quieted down and that's just because of just like surroundings you know what i'm saying you adapt to your surroundings and i feel like i don't know i've never been one to really take not criticism but take people's feelings towards me into account but i would say over the past few years i have i've been taking like a lot of what people say about me what they've said to me into account Mm -hmm. and i think that's left me like so drained and like the last like just like the last few weeks i was just like like stop you know what i'm saying like you didn't get here like i didn't go through what i've gone through and got here by listening to what people have to tell about me like i know who i am yes. and it's just like be confident in that and so like i'm trying to get that back because like oh the last few months i felt so just like empty and drained i was like why yeah. and it's because it's like i've been trying to live up to other people's expectations of what i should be i've been trying to do what other people think is like what i should be doing and it's like I just I stopped I just put a halt and I feel like that's why I'm so like in such a weird place right now because I have I've really just like mm, stopped that and just been focusing on what I want and it's like oh it's been weird but that's what it is it's it's weird but it's it's exciting at the same time you know right I'm really like looking forward to this year and just like continuing this I would call it a self-discovery journey yeah, <laughs> yeah really um but yeah bringing it back though what are your favorite moments from 2019 my favorite moments for 2019 let's see 
I would say my most favorite, of course, is getting a fucking apartment. Like, that alone is just such an accomplishment. It's something that, like, thinking about is always so scary. You're like, how will I ever do that? How will I furnish a full apartment? And, like, it just happened, and it happened so beautifully. I would say that's one of my favorite moments, for sure. Um, Yeah, I agree. Creating a safe space for yourself is very rewarding. That, and then... Just on, like, a personal level, I feel like in 2019, I really got back to just kind of, like, loving myself. I've never been one to, like, shy from confidence, but, like, eternally I am. I'm probably, like, the most unconfident person. But, like, I really just kind of, like, Alicia, like, looked at myself in the mirror and, like, nah, bitch, like, you bad bitch. And, like, you know, really, like, own that. And I would say, like, that's another, like, proud moment. Like, I've just been so confident in myself. And I would say it took me a while Mm -hmm. to get there. So I'm really proud of that. For sure, for sure. Fuck yeah. Yeah. What about you though? 2019, it was a big year. Favorite moments. Honestly, mm, yeah, the apartment for sure. Love it. Gorgeous. Um, Besides that, standing up to my family, Mm -hmm. had to do that. That was necessary. That's always hard. And then like, I really just, I just got what I needed. You know what I mean? I got exactly what I needed. I laid that shit to rest. And it felt good. I was like, okay, I can, like, let some shit go. I'm mm-hmm. the kind of person, it's awesome to let shit go. I take a lot of shit personal. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit petty. And, like, I think more and more I'm realizing, especially with my, like, relationships, that, like, I'm not as petty as, like, I, I had one boyfriend who was just like, I don't like how petty you are. And I was just like, okay, nigga, stop being shit to me. <laughs> that makes me petty. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I've realized, like, no, like, I can, like, let things go especially in the relationship I am now, it's like, I don't know, I just feel like I've learned a lot about forgiveness and, like, moving on and, like, not letting things, like, affect me forever. Because, yeah, once I speak my piece, I'm pretty much over it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that, like, I've really learned about myself is, like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to hold on to a lot, like, truly. I'm pretty self-absorbed. If mm-hmm. I got something else going on, I'm probably going to focus on that more than, like, whatever this little thing is every year, you yeah. know? And that's, that's good. That's great. That's me. Like, it's it's nice. So, I definitely feel like I've learned to, like, love myself, the, the harsh parts about myself, and, the, you know, the soft parts about myself, and just accept that that's, there's some things that just aren't going to change, and I like them. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. Those have been, like, the best moments so far, is realizing that, you know, I can't actually be quite forgiving even though sometimes I feel like some people make me out to be a little a little more ruthless than I am I'm like you just need to fucking relax yeah you know for sure definitely have stopped letting other people define me even though people keep trying it truly even up until probably like yesterday I'm just like if I have to tell you one more time who I am and you have to rebuke me one more fucking time like this is this will be the impasse mm-hmm. this will be where we can't get to because I'm not gonna have anybody tell me who I am Right. Especially when you know your own intentions, that's what pisses me off. It's like I know that things aren't always going to come out. Number one, crystal clear, and number two, my communication skills aren't that great. And yeah, that's fine. But like, best believe, I know where I'm coming from, and mm-hmm. it's not a place of maliciousness. Yeah. Um. Oof, as far as my goals go, I did hit some of my goals, but I really didn't set a lot of goals for 2019. I did more of like monthly goals, and for most part, I was like. I would say it was about 60% on mm-hmm. my monthly goals. So I feel good about it. The fact that I'm even setting monthly goals, I think, is like fucking an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. 
I, same. Like, I had a few goals. I don't really, like, intentionally. I, and this is probably what I want to get better on, explicitly stating what I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some goals that I set for myself that I did. I did achieve. And I'm just like, okay. Like, the whole self-confidence thing, that's something I always want to work on. And it's like, okay, you, like, you got that far. Proud of that. Um, there are some goals that I didn't quite hit. I know being better with money is, like, always on my list. In 2019, when I started it off, I was like, okay, bitch, you're going to be better with it. Um, I still, I still, I'm still working on that. I'm going to be a bit better with my money this year for sure. And it's like, I'm going to actually like have to put more discipline on myself when it comes to that. And that's what I needed to learn. Like there's certain areas I need to discipline a little harder. And when it comes to my money, that's one of them. Like that's top priority right now. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's always some give and take. There's some goals I hit. There's some I didn't, but I feel like for the ones I didn't, it just shows me you need to work that much harder to achieve those. So that's always something that I'm going to, you know, have to work on and try to accomplish for sure. Um, but what would you say is like the biggest lesson that 2019 taught you? Mm, definitely that I don't need any recognition. Honestly, like I'm the kind of person that usually like I do like like feedback or whatever it is or approval. And that's one of those things like number one, I realized that probably like, last year that I need to like stop searching for approval. Like, I'm just like, fuck it. You got the one because you're never going to get the kind of approval you need except Mm -hmm. from yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like just being proud of myself for myself has been the biggest like lesson because it's it's all I need. It's all I need. Yeah. Because if you're looking for anything else, it's always going to fall short. Mm -hmm. It's always going to fall short. Mm -hmm. You just can't look for it. You really can't. What about Mm -hmm. you? Biggest lesson. Let's see. (sighs) I would say the biggest lesson... It's probably just to be more confident in who I am and learning how to, yeah, really just be more confident in myself. It's like, bitch, you have all the tools. You are Alicia. You know what I'm saying? It's like, be confident in what you have and what you have to give. Mm -hmm. And that's really like the first step. So that's like really the biggest lesson. Because like once I've started being more confident in certain things and once I've started like really taking pride in myself, shit started changing and it's like wow for the better and so it's like that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned is just having some self-confidence and it's like something I always preach about but actually realized how important it is and it is so that's what I would say Mm -hmm. Mm, I don't know what I'm gonna leave behind though I I, kind of do biggest thing I want to leave behind in 2019 god um giving things energy honestly like I'm the kind of person like as much as I get over things quickly I am a bit of a hothead that's easy that's so like I give so many things so much energy sometimes and I'm like why but at the same time like I don't want to let go of the fact that like I vent to my friends 100% like Alicia knows you know anything I'm going through like I I, that's just who I am because it helps me get over things yeah because after I say it I'm kind of pretty much like you know yeah I'm like okay it's been out there like I don't you know if anything like yeah just not giving it too much energy after I've said what I need to say is really it because it just holds me back and I think if anything I feel like sometimes it's like anger doesn't do shit for anybody Mm -hmm. it truly doesn't like you just have to let it go and realize like sometimes the things around you are it's it's almost like anger can be very ungrateful and it's, there's no, there's no use. So just being grateful instead of angry is, is something I definitely want to like leave behind. Don't need to be angry. No need. Yeah. What about you? Um, 
let me see. Something that I personally want to leave behind in 2019. I have to really think about that. Like I, I have put that in the note and I've still been trying to think about it, but uh, just broadly, I would say self-doubt. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing that has gotten in my way is just like doubting myself and just like doubting what I have to bring to the table and it's like, let that shit go. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's a big one. Um, I would say this sounds so like, eh, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. I would say fake vibes is another thing because that's, that's all around so draining. Um, and especially working like this nine to five job where I'm just essentially like already selling my fucking soul and being fake from, for eight hours a day. I don't want to take any of that. Like, I don't want any of that energy in like my personal time. So like really realizing what situations are not benefiting me, what situations I'm not enjoying, what situations are like forced, just removing myself from that altogether. Cause it's like, you have no reason. Like I, no, I control like my time and there's no reason for me to put myself in situations where I'm not fully enjoying them. So like, that's a lot of what I want to leave behind in 2019. Just like doing shit just just to do it and just doing shit because it's like oh this is probably like what i need to be doing just like no doing stuff that i actually want to do yeah so that's like all one in one and that's yeah that's pretty much what i'm leaving i can say in 2019 for sure um but as a whole i have a lot of shit that we all need to leave in 2019 you know what i'm saying like I would say my biggest thing, and this kind of contradicts what I was saying in the beginning, but I would say the anger. I would say that we've gotten so comfortable with being so angry online and being so, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, um, and I was listening to a podcast, and so it really made me think. It's like, you want to get light and you want to take in light, but you have to think about what you're putting out into the universe. So yeah. it's all a balance. Like, if you're not putting light out, you can't expect to take much in. So it's like, that's the model I'm trying to go by. And that's what I think everybody just needs to be more conscious of. It's like, why not pour, put more positivity out there mm-hmm. as opposed to hate? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just all be a little bit more happy, as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really, like, kind of what I'm moving towards for sure. I totally agree. Yeah. I think everyone needs to just... Number one, relax. Yeah. I say it far too often. It's like, fucking relax. I swear to God. And I'm saying it more for myself because I'm so, like, shoulders up. I'm a tense. I'm a tense girl. I'm always tense. Same, yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't serve me to be Mm -hmm. so tense. And it doesn't serve me to feed into negativity or anything, like, salacious or anything like that. It's just, it's just taking a beat to realize that, like, you you are essentially at some point blocking your own blessings. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely something, like, I need to do more of 100% is, like, focus on the positive, not look at everything so negatively, and and build off of that because it's, like, mm-hmm. I do love my life. Like, I truly am at a point where it's, like, I love my life. I love most of the people in it mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. And it's just, like... I, I don't really have a lot to complain about. I have a roof over my head. I have money coming in every month and I have goals and you know, it's like you really just can't complain. Like yeah. truly I'm at a point where it's like I cannot complain. 
mm-hmm. I would be a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> if I did. No, like, truly, yeah, just a fucking bastard. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I agree. And I mean, along those same lines, I would think that letting other people define your sense of happiness, letting letting other people tell you kind of what should make you happy is something we all kind of need to let go. And I think that's so easy to get wrapped into like even without like realizing just with like social media people posting certain things it's easy to think like oh they're doing this and this and this that means Mm -hmm. I need to be doing this and this and this and it's like okay if I'm not doing this and this and this I'm not really happy like they don't see that I'm happy they don't see that I have you know like letting all that shit go you know what I'm saying like there used to be a time where it was like it wasn't like that and like I social media has been around like as, as long as I've been like I would say cautious yeah you know like conscious like you know what i'm saying like myspace all this other shit but like really just not letting that stuff get to you because at the end of the day it's all for show y'all like we all know people front like you have to just remember like bro we all fronting it's online we all just putting up a fucking front yeah, you're don't, real. yeah don't let don't let that shit get to you in any way don't think because you're not doing the same thing that people are doing and they, they look so happy that you're any less happy, like do what actually genuinely makes you happy and let that show and let that speak for itself. Because at the end of the day, it's like what matter what matters online isn't going to actually matter when it comes down to the end of it. Like if you are truly happy, let that be it. Like let let that shine through. Don't let all this other stuff get in the way. So like I would say that's hard to leave behind because we all like to stunt and I personally love to stunt. So yeah. It's just a matter of balance. Make sure you're finding like actual happiness within everything that you're doing. So exactly, yeah, like actual happiness more. and like if anything, authenticity yeah. is so important to me now. Yeah. Like I'm just like just be yourself, one hundred percent of the time, even if it bites me in the ass, because it will. And you shouldn't be like the second that you try to please everybody is the second that you lose yourself. Exactly. And that's something that again I lost in 2019 because I've I just been adrift and I've I've really just been taking like people's um, like I said like words to me really into heart and like really like trying to change who I am really trying to fix certain things. But I'm like no like I'm I'm washing myself down I'm watering myself down. The Alicia the Alicia that I know bro I I know people don't like like that shit that's always been okay with me when did that stop being okay with me like when did I become this people pleaser and that's when I I, I like really had to like think to myself like ew and that's why you felt so empty because you you let other people's like ideas get into your head so yeah just letting it all go I agree letting go people's like idea of you is like (sighs) it's hard it's so it's really hard because it's sometimes like what people say to you is a lot easier because it's tangible Mm -hmm. what you think of yourself for some reason doesn't validate the same way yeah it doesn't compute as like oh this is real like no that's someone's false opinion from the bullshit that you've put out Mm -hmm. because it's a little bit that they've seen and Mm -hmm. you just cannot put so much weight on it yet exactly and it's hard it's hard to you know reprogram yeah to think differently it's all learning it's about being comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's what I'm struggling with, I would say, is like, oh. How was today to a T? Uh, today was such like a fucking whirlwind. That's why we're like, literally, we're drinking at what time is it? Three p.m. on a Sunday. Started at. Two. <laughs> <laughs> but really, we're put. We were put in for a shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My system is shocked to shit. Like, 
And that's why my voice still sounds kind of shaky because right? I'm just trying to still get my bearings from what the fuck happened this morning. Does. But hopefully a successful business meeting and yeah. more will come in the future and y'all really see what we're up to. But yeah, we're really putting some work in and yeah. I'm happy that things are coming together how they're coming together for sure. Exactly. Doesn't make it any less scary though, but that is what it is. Mm. The leaving people in 2019. I gotta be honest. Mm. When I saw this question, God, this is like pure honesty. I have done nothing but try and rationalize the reasons why I have kept people into my life. And it has come from the most dumbest places of like, I've been saying to myself the reason that I have keep, I'm keeping people in my life is because that I can take it. Mm-hmm. I can take being people's punching bags. I can take, you know, the bullshit. Yeah. And because, like, I have more, not, I don't want to say I have more going on than them. No, 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 no. Just because I put myself first, I I can take it and I can be that person for them to be their punching bag. But yeah. that's not fair to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, I have come hot and ready with my answer for why I'm not leaving people behind in 2019, literally up until this moment. <laughs> yeah. Of the fact that, like, oh, no, it's just, like, I can, I can take it. Really, that's it. Like, I, I can. And although I can, that doesn't mean it's healthy. That you should, yeah. Yeah, for no, sure. absolutely not. It's like I take on so many other people's bullshit all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. All the time. And it's fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so, so irritating. Because why should I give a fuck? Why should I give a fuck about how you feel? Just because there's certain things that I deem unabandonable there's certain people in my life who have been through a lot yeah whether it's a parent that they have lost whether it's been um wanting to commit suicide Mm -hmm. whether it's been abandonment issues of their own i take that shit on and i'm okay with being their punching bag because i feel like i have lived a blessed life Mm -hmm. truly truly and it's because just like okay maybe on paper you know things like ivana's life is good now every day i gotta work to make myself happy and to not be depressed and to not project my bullshit on other people mm-hmm. and although of course like everyone projects it's fucking happens and yeah. you just gotta realize it and apologize but like I just don't know why I have to be the strong one you know what I mean I don't yeah. think I'm the strong friend by any means at, at all but mm, I just have to be a little more cutthroat and I've literally came so prepared to tell you all the reasons why I don't need to be cutthroat in my life. Like, like all the reasons why I need to keep people in my life because yeah. they need me. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not that I, I, and it's, and it's not even a place of loneliness. I don't think like, I'm not the kind of person, like I love being alone at this point. Like I don't really have a lot of time off from my friends or my family or my boyfriend. Like I just don't because if I'm not at work, I'm just like, I have to, you know, put work into it's a fucking it's a lot but more and more i realize it's like people come to me with every little thing going on in their life and i and i i do deeply care in the moment but it's like god damn like i'm on facetime forever i'm trying to edit a video and it's like i need to focus mm-hmm. i truly need to focus and it's to the point where people have become an distraction and then on top of that haven't even taken the time to listen to me yeah, just that's like, where I get 
you're giving all this energy, but is it being reciprocated in no. any kind of sense? Yeah, no. for sure. And then for someone to tell me basically the other day, like they had me like just so irritated. So basically, I have come to terms. I need to open up a little more about my personal life and the fact that I am in an interracial relationship and that, you know, that's something like I'm people know some people don't know mm-hmm. it's not something i've talked about on the podcast probably for a reason like honestly it's not my favorite thing to talk about truly mm-hmm. because i get questioned constantly and people draw conclusions and it was just so annoying to have someone so close to me be like well no but that's you and i'm like i don't think you really fucking know me like at the end of the day it's like the only friends i really have are like black guys like mm-hmm. truly they are and it god i'm sure you know at least his boyfriend knows i have flirted with all of his friends <laughs> heavily with no remorse. Most of them, <laughs> as innocently as it has been, have been in my bed. Like, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, I, they have. It's just, it is what it is. Like, and it, it's just kind of frustrating when people put you in that box and it's like, but you know me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know who I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's really frustrating. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, I'm not gonna put energy towards anyone. Like, I'm not gonna try and explain myself anymore, mm-hmm. especially to someone who's like, if you don't get it now, you never will. Yeah. You never, ever will. Yeah. And I think that's the most exhausting thing, and I think that's why I don't bring it up, is because people want to put you in a box about it. And it's like, that if you're going to put me in a box, we cannot be friends. Because yeah. if you don't understand the kind of multifaceted person I am, mm-hmm. and as much as I give people those like allowances to do what they want, yeah. say what they want, and change, like that's one of those things that's like I'm always ready to allow my friends to change. And just go with whatever's going on in their life. Like, fuck it. If you're going through something, go through it. And, like, you know, I don't ever expect for someone to act the same way the next day. You know what I mean? Because you're constantly learning and you're constantly changing and you're constantly trying to be, honestly, the best version better. of yourself. Yeah. Better. Yeah. You're just trying to better yourself. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I can't be mad at it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever. Maybe version 2.0 is my favorite. But I still love you. <laughs> No, that's real, You know what I mean? That's real. And it's like, if you cannot give me those same concessions that I try and give everyone else, Mm -hmm. fuck it. Like, truly, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you who I am anymore. I'm really not. Mm -hmm. Not this many times. Yeah. Not for you to throw it in my face that, oh, no, but you're not. Because (sighs) someone else has told me that they've also seen this in you. And I was just like, that person doesn't fucking know my last name. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking to me about with them for? You know yeah, what I mean? That's like that, that's where I was just like Yeah. No, 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 no. I let you come at me with all kinds of crazy shit mm-hmm. and I've accepted it and I've been cool with it and there's just no reason for it. Like, yeah, shoot. everyone has to draw a line somewhere. Exactly. It's like for exactly. sure. It's like are that if not people will walk all over you. People will take and take and take. Literally, you have to learn that. People will just take and take and take with no remorse because that's just honestly, like, if you allow them to, they won't see any other way. But, no, for sure. I would say, like, when it comes to, like, cutting people off and leaving people in 2019, I don't know. I would say I'm, like, on the polar opposite end. When it comes to cutting people off, truly, like, and it's something that, like, uh, people have to tell me. Like, I'm probably, like, the first to be, like, I'm done. Even when it comes to family. Like, I... There was a point where I stopped talking to my mom for, like, two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I'm never the type of person to be like, oh, I need to hang on to them by any means. Like, it's always been, like, about me. And the second I start feeling like 
I don't know, any type of way, like not even cutting off, but just like I, I have to let that go. But I, I would say like there are certain people like you just have to like stray away from. And it, it's not to the sense of like you need to cut them off completely. You just realize when to disconnect from certain people, realizing that you don't have to be fully attached, fully invested. You don't have to put forth, like you were saying, so much energy when you're not getting that same shit back. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, that's that's probably like the easiest way to do it. Just learn when to disconnect and when to like re-engage. And like, mm-hmm. if they're still not treating you how you feel you should be treated, just keep disconnecting until that shit changes. And if yeah. it doesn't change, that means they're not willing to change, you know? But, I also believe in speaking up, though, because I'm the kind yeah. of person where it's like, I don't know how to treat you until you tell me. Yeah. Truly. Just tell me. That's the thing that sometimes I do get bothered by. I'm like, just tell me. I'm the kind of person, like, especially now more than ever, mm-hmm. whatever you have to say, I'm going to, like, listen and I'm going to care. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. want to treat my friends and my family and my partner with as much respect as I can possibly give them, but I don't know what you need until you tell me. Yeah. And once you tell me, I, I, boundaries are my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, just give them to me. Show yeah. me where, where we are, and I'm good. But so many people are so uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to knit on a pillow. Teach me how to treat you. Teach others how to treat you. Yeah. And it's just that easy. Because mm-hmm. either they're going to respect it, mm-hmm. and it might take them time. But it's just like, just check them once, check them twice. And after that, it's really just like, okay, you just don't give a fuck about me. True. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, even the dumbest little things, like, oh my God, my boyfriend is so stupid that I don't eat cheese. And I'm just like, if you ask me one more fucking time, dude, you want to put cheese on this fucking popcorn, boy, I will slap you upside the head. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) We will argue about this. We will, I will fight about this. Like, No. That shit's funny. No, like, I went down to Houston, my grandma and my mom, they made nachos. And I was like, y'all know, like, I don't eat dairy. And they're like, oh, you still doing that? I'm like, nigga, like, you think my body is not, like, a yes. personal decision? I'm allergic, nigga. My face is going to blow up. I'm going to be on the body all night. physically can't digest it. It's not just, like, I want to be pretentious and not eat dairy. Thank you. Like, it's like, that's what kills me. It's like, this is not a reflection of you. My body cannot handle it. I do not want to enjoy cheese right now. I'm like, do you understand you're dangling a carrot in front of me? No, I love cheese. Every time I got to bat it away, I shed a fucking cheese-filled tear. It's hot. And it's like, fuck it. Like, respect me. It's just like, (laughs) no, truly. It is a certain point of like, you have to respect it. Mm -hmm. And I know it's the dumbest little thing, but it's like, that and whatever else. Just let people know and not. Fuck. After that, man, it's it just really comes down to how much they respect you. Truly. <laughs> Even the man at Olive Garden, you come around here with that fucking Parmesan grater. I might flip out. It's hard. Oh. But yeah, it, I I have to be a little more cutthroat in my life, and it, and it's hard. It's so hard for me because I just like you know I just stop pitying people. I don't know I'm not pitying you. Yeah, and I think that's like the, I don't know, that's something like a polar opposite when it comes to that shit. I think I need to be more okay with relationships than cutting people off. Because again, like, I've always been like, "Mm, I have myself, that's all I need, and I'm so okay with that. I'm so okay with just like, okay, it don't matter how long I've known you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so okay with like, oh, they're gone, they're gone, like, I don't care. And it's like, oh, that's crazy. And I've, that's what I'm saying. I've been doing some soul searching because it's like, dude, why do you feel that way? Why are you so, um, I don't know the word, but just like 
disconnected. Like, why, why is it so easy for me to disconnect? But it is. So, like, yeah, maybe I need to not. I need to practice not cutting people off and actually just, like, working through things. But, like, at the same time, I'm like... And compartmentalize the people. That's one thing I've been saying literally all year. It's only been a few days. And I've said compartmentalize probably 50 times. Yeah. But, like, there's certain friends for certain things. Mm-hmm. For sure. They don't need to know that. Yeah, no. <laughs> they don't need to know that. They really don't. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's certain friends for certain things. There's for certain sure. people that are going to get certain shit and that you can relate. And there's a reason why you're friends. And there, there's a reason why y'all connected. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they're in your life. But it doesn't have to be at every time so full on. Yeah. Set up those boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's really it. You have to just take control. And, you know, you don't have to be fucking mean about it. But sometimes it's hard when you and, it, and it's cutting it off before you get to that point where you want to be mean to them because you don't. Need oh to be yeah, mean to them. exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like that's probably what I do. Like before, and that's that's would be my biggest advice. That's when you know you need to come sub- cut someone off. It's like if you know you're about to insult them, if you know you're about to say something like detrimental, if you know you're gonna say something like anything, like even if it gets to the point where I feel like I'm about to just like go off, I'm like, ooh, let me either give this a break. And if I come back and still feel that kind of way, like, I, I'm, like, just hostile, mm-hmm. that means they need to be let go. Yeah. But it's, like, that's that's the moment of realization. The second you feel like you're about to be disrespectful towards someone is the moment you need to be, like, okay, let me just take a break. Let me feel yeah. what's going on here. Like, ugh. But exactly. it's all by situation. Like, you have to just really take everybody in your life into account and just think about it. Like, should you be here? Don't let anyone drain you. Don't let anybody take advantage of you. Like, when I was back in Houston, I was talking to one of my friends, and she's just like, yeah, like, I have this, like, one of my close friends, she sends me a cash app request, like, multiple times during the week. And, yeah, she's, like, helping her out. She's like, I know. And, like, you were saying, like, I know she's been through some stuff, like, da-da-da-da. And it's almost like she feels obligated to help her because no one else is. Not to tell her, I was like, bitch, you are not their parent. I was yeah. like, girl, you are 23 years old doing your own shit. Don't let anyone make you feel like you have to be there for them in that sense you know never feel like you have to be there for someone because then shit. yeah you don't and i feel like tell her that the like, girl stop sending this bitch money yeah i was like oh. that's just like yeah. light i was like stop but some people really do like she felt like she had to like every time she would get a cash app request she would just send it and i was just like she's just like oh and that's the type of person she is just kind of like giving 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 not really thinking about what's doing for her not really thinking about the full picture i'm like no 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 no, no. like you have to learn how not to do that but I feel that. it's all within like just kind of learning and going through it really and maybe that's how you need to feel about people even though it isn't as tangible as a cash app request it's like mm-hmm. you're the only one requesting true and when am i ever gonna get you know paid back yeah, and it's like, when do I send you these requests? Or yeah. when, do I, when do I come to you for this? Yeah. Exactly. Putting so much on people is really like, it's not their job. Mm-hmm. No one no one is sit on this earth to fucking take care of you. And you have to exactly. accept that and exactly. learn to take care of yourself. And like, mm-hmm. having a great support system is great, but you can't take advantage of it. Exactly. You have to give just as much as you get. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, it's like, it's like the number one thing to write. Aquariuses are very like tit for tat kind of people, and I'm I am. It's like I do expect just as much as I give in. Yeah. And and, and truly, if you're in my life, you probably haven't fallen short because you're you're there. You're yeah. In, you know what I mean. But mm, is there anything you want to learn this year? Um. I don't know. Anything you want to learn? Um. 
I definitely want, just on like an easy note, I'm going to start reading more because I definitely want to expand my vocabulary. <laughs> as basic as that sounds, vocabulary used to be so important to me. And I love when people say words that I don't really know. I'm like, oh, that's like, that's tight. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I want to get back to that. I want to get back to just like expanding my knowledge when it comes to vocabulary and really just learning how to talk to people better. That's probably like the biggest thing I want to learn this year. It's just like how to talk to people and like how because everybody needs to be handled differently so just really understanding people and how to best convey my message to different people is probably the biggest thing I want to learn this year I get that. for sure hmm. yeah I definitely want to read more and just be a little more savvy about the things that are and strategic I just want to be a little more strategic so I know I want to read um, I think it's like power or art of war I can't fucking remember it's that blue book with the, the orange stripe down the middle I know that's so many Mm-hmm. And it's just like at a certain point, like I have to grow the fuck up and realize that things aren't just gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Things aren't just gonna happen because you're cute. Things aren't just gonna happen because you're doing it. Things are gonna happen because you have aligned things up yeah, for the dominoes yeah. to fall down the way you need them to. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just realized if I get a little more strategic with the way that I do things, like I can own this place. And then by this place, I mean the entire United States. Yeah, I mean no, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> but true, it's like just. You already believe in yourself for the most part. Still got to work on that. And you have nothing but potential. But you just have to work smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at. Like, literally, I just want to work smarter. Yeah. Which is hard for me. Because usually I'm just like, just do it. Just yes. go. It, you know? Yeah. It's crazy that you say that. Because literally, like, talking to Clevin yesterday, um, I don't know what I said. But I'm just, like, talking about my lifestyle. Just talking about money and overall. Just how I need to be better with budgeting. And then I was just like, dog, I just need a side hustle. He was like, no, Alicia, you don't need to work more. And, like, that, that is what I kind of, it's hard for me to get. Because that's what I was taught. My dad taught me, like, like, you work. Like, he in the hospital bed. He was still working. Like, that's all I know. It's just, like, work, work until I, you know, if I don't have it, just work harder. He's yep. like, just work smarter. Like, there's no reason you need to be having a weekend job. You don't need two jobs. You don't need three jobs. I'm all about second income. But when it comes to just, like, my time, I don't need to be working harder. I need to be working more strategic, work smarter. So, I'm yeah. like that's a concept I need to grasp because I'm like, I'll get, a, I'll get another job quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm just partially. I'm like, how is that growing you? Yeah, exactly. And that's what he said. He's like, you've been working like two jobs all these years. He's like, where are you at? He said, time to change it up, change up your mindset. I'm like, you're right. Like, that's what I've been thinking. Like, hey, you're right. Smarter, not harder. Invest in yourself. Oh. Invest in things that like yeah. you want to grow into and just line shit up. You just mm-hmm. got to like line things What is up. it? Chase the dream, not the bad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and it more and more I know what I want to do. I truly understand, although it's not super specific, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I know what I want. I know God forbid. God and I and I say it one more time. God forbid thing. Mm-hmm. I just want notoriety. I want to be so good at what I do, people know. Yeah. And that's it. And it's not even because I want people to know. Mm-hmm. It's just because I want to be that good at it. No, I feel you. For that's sure. it. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Respect. That's it. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to do the things that I'm good at when I'm ready. You know what I mean? That's it. Truly. I feel you. Got to own my own business. Got to do our own shit. I'm not about it. I'm just really not about shit else. Like, truly, I know the life I want to live. I know what it looks like. I know what it smells like, basically. It smells expensive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, I wasn't put on this earth for shit else. I wasn't. I feel that. And someone someone put up a an IG like little like you know replies to it, whatever, like 
uh, if money was an object, what would you be doing? And I was like, I'd be traveling. Uh, I would be helping people curate their brands. Mm-hmm. And I would be enjoying my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And I would be helping black girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Those are four big things. Right. Okay. Help people. That's like my biggest thing. People. Exactly. And in the littlest fucking way. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want to make more people comfortable with themselves. I want to make more people happy with themselves. And I want black girls to have it easier. I want every black girl before me to know exactly what I know and to build upon it. Yeah, and give them the step that everybody else has already given. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. people are already, like, three steps yeah, above. So it's like, let's let's hope. Let's all mm-hmm. be three steps above. Let's not. Let's be five steps above. There's no reason that we need to be behind. Let's be, a, let's be on top. You let's know what I'm saying? And we can. Like, black women have it. We have it all. And speaking of fucking black women, shouting out this black business of the week. Woo! I stumbled across this girl's page. Um, my best friend actually bought, like, a few necklaces from her. And it's... I think it's Shop Cache, Cash. I don't know how she pronounces it, but shopcash.com, um, cash.com. I'm sorry. I'll spell it for you. We got it at K A C H E. K A E C H E C H E. Oh my god. Yeah, K. The link will be below. But basically, like this girl has put all of her passion, and she is really going forward with this business. And it's like customized necklaces. If you're into like any type of accessories, gold plated custom they're gorgeous um like i said my best friend has some and when i saw them i was like okay good quality it's not like the cheap gold you see like the quarter machines like she's actually putting some work in so shout out to her i think her name is kayla sharice and i told her she'd be featured featured on this week's episode so um yeah we're supporting black women we're supporting black businesses all 2020 and just this point on Mm -hmm. so definitely check her out yeah all of her items are tarnish free stainless steel and dipped in gold and they're gorgeous. My favorite item has to be um, the average necklace. It says average with a line over because none of us are average. And then also her um, her zodiac hairpins. So so fucking cute. I love the hairpin trend. And then I love the zodiacs on top of it. So she's really killing it. Mm-hmm. Super super cute. So yeah. show us some love. Check her out. And then of course, if you want to be featured, give us a DM because it's why we. We be scrolling through Instagram, but it ain't easy to all find each other, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's so. hard. We need to just get with it. We're all about fucking supporting each other. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would say that's pretty much it. But um, I did have one quote that I wanted to just throw in this week. Um, I don't get this quote. So this quote? It to okay, me. yeah, definitely. Okay, so I heard someone say this, and this is not the first time I heard this quote, like, over the last week. But it's literally, like, what you smoke doesn't make me high. And what that means is, like, what, a, what another person gets off on what another person um, is doing doesn't necessarily, like, mean, I don't know, it's like, that's you. You know, that's what yeah. you're smoking. That's making you high. That doesn't mean it's going to make me high. That doesn't mean anything that you're doing has shit to do with me. It's like, yep. you're doing all this shit and it's making you happy? That doesn't mean it needs to make me happy. That doesn't mean it benefits me in any way. It's just like, smoke your own shit. Like, this is what you're doing. That's what's making you high. Let that make you high. But don't think that it's making those around you high. Don't think that... You have to get high on any other, other, you know, anyone else's supply. It's just more about, like, again, like, finding your own happiness. Finding what makes you, shit, happy. What makes you high. Exactly. And then also in that, like, sometimes people, like, force it upon you. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody force their smoke upon you. Exactly. Yeah. You you know what serves you and what doesn't. Keep your smoke, nigga. Exactly. Keep it. (laughs) Keep that shit. 
So what you need is to email us at highkeythepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram, HK the Podcast. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Adios.